Hi, I'm Dustin Perry. I'm the CEO of Kingfisher Metals. We are a publicly traded uh, exploration company based in British Columbia, trading on the TSX under KFR. Uh, we're well capitalized, close to $8 million in the bank, uh, about over 30% institutionally held, close to 30% held by insiders. And we are currently advancing our 100% owned uh, 511 square kilometer district scale gold range project. We've got two drills going there right now. I'm going to be heading up to site with some investors next week. Uh, it's going to be a very exciting summer. Uh, we're testing a lot of high quality targets and uh, excited to see what comes of this season. Dustin, good to see you. It's been a, been a while. Um, I thought yeah. we'd better get a hold of you. You've just raised just shy of five million bucks uh, in this market. How's that? So that went uh, quite well, actually. Okay. <laughs> we had a, a few regulatory issues that took a, made, it, made it go longer than it needed to. But uh, the money was all there. It was almost entirely institutional uh, from pre-existing institutions uh, that, that have really upped their stake. So, you know, we've got we've got two groups now that are that are uh, just shy of they're at right right at 19.9 percent. Uh, other groups just shy of 10 percent. So uh, we've got very supportive shareholders. There's only about 20% in retail's hands right now. Um, so it's, it's good to be funded in this market and to have you know a healthy position and be able to really go at it with an uh, with an aggressive expiration program this summer. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if it's just looking at your share chart, yeah, I mean, you've barely been affected by what's been going on in the marketplace. So, you know, congrats on that. That's a win, win quite frankly. Um, but the but but you know it's, it's like it's, it's it's fifteen sixteen seventeen million dollar companies depending on the time of day right but what 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 are these institutional guys into because you know you can talk about insiders institutions holding a ton of the company as percentage but you can also need that liquidity from 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 the retail um, or, or do you I mean how, how do you view that you know we we have been a fairly liquid stock we've we've never really had any issue uh, with volume um, so. You know, at some point that might come about, but it might also provide a bit of torque to the share price. Um, I'm I'm not concerned about that right now. Uh, we are a junior, so we will have to raise more money at some point in the future, uh, hopefully at much higher share prices. Uh, and that's the whole idea here is to do a large program this year, take a lot of shots on goal and, uh, you know, get some excellent results. Right. Okay. Eight million in cash. Let's call it 16 million today. Um People, you know, you, you've had some great results at some nice high grade results at um, in the past. You're about to, um, I, you told me slightly before we started that you're about to head back up to to site. You're going to need to start talking with the drill bits real real quick with this eight million. So what, what's the plan? Yeah, so we've been uh, we've been rab drilling at our at our day trip target, which is a, a brand new grassroots uh, play or, or target. You know, something I found on a on a prospecting trip. I went up there with uh, Dave Loretto, the other founder of Kingfisher. Another friend, when our crew was actually at our Extal project, found a really interesting area that I identified off Google Earth. And we are, I believe, on our 28th rab hole there right now. So expect an update uh, likely next week on that with XRF results. It's looking good. I think you can, you know, you can estimate if we've, we've done 28 rab holes there, yeah, there's probably something happening. Um, so that's an area we plan on following up later in the summer with the diamond drill. Uh, the plan is likely to bring in a second diamond drill. Uh, but the diamond drill has also been going at our at our cloud drifter zone in an area where we really just scratched the surface last year and started wrapping our heads around the model there. And uh, it's focused on a breccia mineralization that we had nice hits last year, a meter of 73 grams, nine meters of almost seven grams. 
So we're, we're, we're working in that area and then we're expanding out into some other targets on either side of that um, that you can see in our previous news release talking about our drill targets. So lots going on, two drills turning. Um, and this is why these institutions are here. It's a great risk reward. Our EV right now is less than 10 million, which is is absolutely wild for a 511 square kilometer project that's 100% held uh, with a strong technical team where we're going after it. It's a uh, you know, the value here is outrageous right now. <laughs> no, it, it is. Sorry, you, you got me there with a statement you made earlier. Uh, you found it on Google Earth. What? Well, it was within our project and there was a, you know, we, we figured. What, what did you see? On, what we, did you see? Literally, this is the first time I've heard of this. Like normally people like you talk about my surveys to me, but what, what exactly were you looking for? And what did you see that you went, oh, do you know what? That looks hot. You know, low resolution imagery, we just saw color anomaly and we went there prior to, we, we had high resolution imagery done across the project uh, that summer, uh, but we didn't get that uh, data until after we went and checked out the spot. It looked like a nice place to camp and there was a color anomaly. So we went there, we had some stakes and uh, went prospecting and walked up upon a, a zone 70 by 90 meters with some cropping uh, Bracha mineralization, high grade up to 20 grams, soils or talus finds over eight grams. And we've been drilling that area over a broad area over 250 meters. And uh, we like what we're seeing visually. Uh, we, we will be announcing that in the near future. Uh, we've got XRF results from this that are they're different than when you see people releasing XRF results uh, that are point samples on core. These are homogenized samples where we sieve them and we've got fines. So it's it is actually quite representative of, of each meter and a half interval. Um, and then the actual assay results, uh, we expect those fairly soon. We changed our labs this year and we're going with this new photon assay technology that's getting us much faster turnaround. Uh, we are running fire assay checks on it to make sure it, it you know, statistically it, it works. Uh, so there might be some delays at first uh, with getting those check samples because the fire assay will take longer than the actual photon assay. But once we have those, you know, results are going to be coming out in, you know, much better sequence than, than last year and probably than other companies as well, because we've already got a lot of samples at the lab. Oh, that's interesting. Tell me more about the photo, because I think the new fan gold kind of swapped to that as well recently. So what, 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 what has it actually work? Was it different? So it's it's kind of like an XRF. Uh, it's it's a non-destructive technology. Uh, I'm not going to go into the de details of it because that is not my forte. Uh, of the actual science, we we happen to have our, our our exploration manager is is a geochemist who did his master's degree on geochemistry at Queens, so you know we've got we've got that working for us. But the technology, the big key is it will analyze samples very quickly. Uh, it's non-destructive, which means it's not uh, you're not putting acid into it and breaking down a sample. It means you can run another assay on that sample if you want to afterwards. Uh, another benefit is normally when you submit a sample for fire assay, it only measures up to a certain point. And if it, if it exceeds that, you need to run a second over limit analysis. And often you'll see a company delayed because they need to run over limits. Also, uh, if there's coarse gold, sometimes you need to run a screen metallic, which is an, a third assay you might want to run. So this accomplishes all of that at once. Uh, it's cost effective. It's cheaper than if you had to do two or three of those. Um, and it, it does a lot at once. And, and the one company that has this single machine in Canada, you know, there's many of them in Australia. I know Barrick and Kinross put a few in mines in Africa, but there's one machine in Canada right now. And it was available to limited companies basically on a first come, first serve. And, and we signed up for it over the winter. 
so they're guaranteeing that that interesting. The, the timeliness of, of assays, which will be a big competitive advantage for us. Okay, okay, interesting. Okay, we'll see. We'll see what comes out of that. That's fantastic. And just back to the, on the on the money side of things. Okay, so you kind of explained the you know the share register mix, etc., and how it's kind of working for you at the moment. If, it's, if Feels like a kind of defense mechanism at the moment, really, in the sense that it's allowed your share price not to get beaten up too much by sentiment. Um, but you've still got to have to do something for those guys too. So the of the eight million, how much of that is is um, allocated through to the job program, and what exactly do you do the, do with that in terms of um, me, in terms of meters and the types of drills that you're putting um, on the ground? So we will likely spend up to around five million dollars this year. Uh, okay. The plan is at minimum 7,500 meters of diamond drilling. Uh, there's a lot of factors that go into how many meters we're going to get. Uh, you know, weather, it, it's definitely been worse weather this year than any other year at, at Gold Range since prior to us working there. Uh, and good evidence is that for that is a lot of Golden Triangle companies still can't drill now. Um, it's been miserable here. Normally I'd have tomatoes and squamish. Uh, I barely even have flowers on my tomato plant. So it's been a miserable year in BC. Uh, we have made progress though. It's a little less on the diamond drill front than we'd hoped. Um, but we have an option of bringing a second drill in. So I want to get at least 7,500 meters and maybe up to uh, 10,000 meters. Uh, but then we're also ripping along with the RAB drill, uh, which is cheaply testing a lot of areas. And we'll just go in and twin those holes with the diamond drill to get the geological information and the confidence of a, of a diamond drill. Has that been working so, for you? Because most, most people don't kind of, um, you know, so the, the RAB drilling versus RC drilling versus diamond drilling, et cetera. You know, people should need to understand what each of those do. It might be worth you kind of running through that. But the, the, the RAB is giving you enough data to say, actually, we can go diamond and go, I mean, what sort of depths are we talking about for, for both the RAB and, and the follow-up diamond? Yeah, so our deepest holes have been uh, in the mid-80s, so say 85 meters. Okay. Uh, our shallowest, I think, was about 17 meters. Wow. Uh, okay. You know, one issue at day trip is we're in a we're in a significant hydrothermal system there that we knew before. So you get faults uh, with clays and, and broken rock, and uh, it, the, the drill just doesn't power through these as well. And sometimes you, you just have to call the hole so you don't lose your full drill string, yeah. uh, all your rods. Yeah. You don't, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to lose all those. Uh, it does cost money. Um, but you know, if we hit something like that, we know that we can just go follow it with the diamond drill. And so the way we've been doing this is we're drilling generally around one whole day. We've had some weather days where we, you know, we had a lightning storm the other day and they had to come off. Um, so around one whole day and it's a track mounted drill rig that is broken into pieces but then can get up there and actually move around itself so if we're moving a, a large area we do use the helicopter but uh we don't even have to move the the drill we'll just have to move the rods and the support supplies um but the thing can go around as a remote controlled it can go around uh bang off one of these holes we've got geos on site that are they're taking a sample and we've got chips so we've got uh we got chips. We also XRF uh, a fine fraction of this, so the really homogenized fraction, and then a sample also goes to the lab. So we've got uh, basically every evening. I I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting, uh, and I get to see the XRF results. Or we we do a session with our geologists, looking at it in three in three D and Leapfrog uh, with photos of it. And, you know, it's, it's quite exciting. Um, so the difference between that and RC is RC the chips come out the inside versus the outside so of, of the tube so there's a little more confidence in in uh 
in the sample quality, there, there's less opportunity for, say, smearing mm. or uh, contamination. Uh, it also costs a lot more. And our idea with this is if we get something really good, we're just going to follow it with a diamond drill anyways. It's permitted. We've got the drill on site. Um, but what we've seen so far, I don't think there's a lot of that going on because everything makes sense geologically. You know, you can look at the chips and build a, a geological model from it. It's not, you're not getting structure, but uh, it's definitely, uh, seems to be working. Yeah, yeah. No, so <laughs> it's cheap. Yeah, no, it's cheap. No, I've seen it, I've seen it used in, um, in West Africa um, to great effect um, down, down over there. Um, so given, given what you've seen in the, in the past with your, with your drill programs, this, this, this model that you're employing, it works for you and you can, you're going to build on that with the next sort of 75,000, so seven and a half thousand um, meters. Um, you're going up to site soon and you're taking, are you going to take some shareholders up or these new shareholders? Uh, yeah, we're going to take uh, some pre-existing shareholders okay. uh, uh, up to site, some, you know, some, some, some that are actually insiders now um, and uh, do a tour. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go look at at, at everything. I, I'm one thing I'm really excited is to just walk everybody around day trip. Uh, we're getting pretty excited there, uh, but then we've also got the drill. We'll be moving to Langara to test under a historic adit. So uh, you know we've got potential for three discoveries this year. We definitely did not get credit by the market for discovery at Cloud Drifter last year, although as geologists we think we're onto one. Um, so, you know, their, their potential exists to have three this summer and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I'm, I'm pretty confident about this drill program. Right. I mean, you say that. So I know this is meant to be a quick call, but, um, it, you know, let us know what you're up to. But um, you didn't get credit last year for that discovery. Why? How, how could you have told the story better? Or what is it that people are not understanding about that? Because most companies go through their lives not making discoveries, right? And it's, it's harder than most people realize. So what what went wrong? Was the timing of the marketplace or did you not spend enough time or money um, in terms of, you know, really building out that story? And, what, and, and what's, the, what's to stop that not happening again? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I think there's a few things. I think we, we were highly valued going into that program and it was based on the prospectivity of the project and, and I guess our, our ability to communicate it. That hasn't changed. Uh, and I think a lot of people assumed that it had changed. Um, and, you know, we had a much higher retail component that might not have been as educated and experienced with these, with multiple mining cycles and dealing with what a, what a discovery actually looks like. Um, so I think a lot of that money was flushed out. Uh, and then it was absorbed by institutions and, and that really do understand how significant it was, um, such as our largest shareholder you know, owns a mine and, and saw this and he's like, okay, these rocks are telling a story and this story indicates that there's something serious going on here. There's a massive hydrothermal system. And last year, you know, some of the grades weren't incredible and they were drilled through a soil anomaly that people thought they should have been higher, but they indicate that there's a lot of smoke there and you're onto a big system and it's very unusual to actually hit a home run right out the gates. I think we hit a triple. You know, we were pretty damn close and now we just need somebody to bunt <laughs> to get us into home base. But I think there's potential for home runs this year. Uh, you know, there's there's still a lot of really good targets. We only tested 10% of that cloud drifter uh, trend last year uh, and we're testing the rest of it this year. Our best targets across it moving around much more uh, plus day trip. So I, I don't think we got credit for it last year. Uh, and 
it could be my fault for mis mis miscommunicating it. It could be a, a large number of things, uh, but I, I don't think that will happen this year because we're giving this a, a real full shake, and we're not we're not walking into this with any trepidation. We are going in and just running a blitzkrieg on this project and really hammering the living daylights out of it with a large expanded program on many more targets with a year of expiration knowledge in hand, which is a big difference that we did not have last year. Okay. Well, look, Brad, look, um, I appreciate you, um, you know, picking up the phone. Um, appreciate the update. You sound pretty excited about some of these assays that will be coming, or certainly the area from where some of these assays will be coming back. Uh, we'll be watching very, very closely on that and obviously as the uh, drill program uh, gets moving, uh, we'll see what comes from that as well. So Dustin, thanks for your time today. Thanks, Matt.